these fake niggas to get way back. James Harden with the range, OB nigga way back. Homie stars switching lanes, I thought we were way back. Patreon was good, man. Hey, this is take take three, man. Um, I'm back in the, the trance of what 2016. This was I was on when I moved to Dallas, man. I'm just let this rock for a little bit. If you're a Travis Scott fan, you already know what to do, man. I love this song. I listen to this every so often, but this remind me of driving through Dallas. Like the girl that she go both ways off the rodeo, I dodge the bull like Olay. Hopped in the Bronco, skirt off like OJ. Oh, Jay. And that might sound like a little off because it's a delay when it comes through to y'all. But uh, let's stop the music real quick. What's good, everybody? Welcome back. Episode 52 of the Textual Talk Podcast, where I'm your host, HD. For those of you who don't know me, man, I'm a cybersecurity professional, podcaster, Content creator and cyber security, cyber always get me, man. Cyber security career coach. All right. Um, shout out to y'all. Shout out to the Patreon members, man. I couldn't be doing a lot of stuff without y'all. You guys really support me and I appreciate everything that you guys do. Um, if you'd like to join the Patreon, the link will be in the description. I got a lot of good things coming up for you guys, especially I'm thinking about, I'm about to start doing some. Uh, live streams strictly just for the Patreon members. Eventually, they will be on YouTube. This episode is going to be pretty much about like my time in the knock, uh, what made me kind of want to go to grad school. Also, the whole scenario about like, you know, how do I get my sock job? Because, like I said, for the people who just tuning in, you probably don't know how I got my sock job. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, Go ahead and make sure you hit the like button. It don't cost nothing to you to hit the like button. It helps me out. It helps me out on the YouTube algorithm. And it helps you know everybody see my content. If you like my content, help everybody else see it too. Now, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it, follow the, the podcast, leave us some reviews, share it out uh, for people so they can listen to on their job to work or while they're at work. But let's get into it. So we're going back to 2016 uh, when I was at the knock. And um, like I said, this knock was a transitional stepping stone role for me. Right. I took it with every intention of saying I'm going to use this role to leverage me either, you know, uh, a security position or a different position that I really want to do. So really, from when I first got there, I kind of seen it was going to be a simple job. So within like maybe a month or two, I was already still applying to things and having interviews or whatever. But. Those were my callings because truth be told, I wanted to do a knock roll, right? So let me, let's just briefly talk about, like, I've already kind of told you about the knock, about, you know, my big mishap in the beginning, uh, like my first week by myself. And um, for the most part, the knock was cool. They trusted me. Uh, I was put in, like, pretty much, I ran point for, like, some of the incidents over people that was there, like, probably a month or two or three months ahead of me. Just because of how I came in, that swag from the help desk. And like, listen, man, I'm telling you help desk people right now. Like, do not get distraught. If you listen to this right now, I'm telling you, wherever you go on security, 
sis admin, networking, whatever you're trying to do, that role you want to get, you're going to kill it, bro. Woman. <laughs> I, I couldn't think of another slang for uh, for a woman at that time, but you're going to kill it. Everything that you did in that role has prepared you to be great in other roles. And I just want to, you know, instill that into you because, you know, I, I have clients that come to me and I help this and they kind of like distraught because they can't break out. But I'm telling you, you got everything you need. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like one of my favorite sports you guys don't know is boxing, right? And by the time this come out, you'll see that I shared a short with Teddy Atlas talking to Tim Bradley, and he's motivating him in the corner. He's telling him, hey, we firemen. You know what I'm saying? We don't run from the flames. We run into them. We dictate the flames. We control them. You know, if, if you're watching this right now, you're a fireman. You do the same thing at your job or anything that come up, especially when you help this. You you lower the commotion, not upraise it, so you can take that same mindset into any role and succeed. So I just want to, I just want to put that out there for you right now. So you know, shout out to you know my help desk people, man. You know y'all don't get the love y'all deserve. I, I I did learn like a little bit. Um, I took the role to leverage it because Network Operations Center is just a better title than help desk. Um, it has Operations Center, like you know most people know you're going to monitor. You have to deal with like high level incidents. Uh, so how do you act in a time of crisis? Because that's a big thing uh, when you're going to try to get a security operations center role is there will be incidents that happen. How do you act? Do you know how to document? Do you know how to follow procedures? Do you know how to contact who you need to contact in a timely manner? Like all that stuff matters. Uh, so that's the reason why I took it. it. It made it easier for me to get, you know, roles at the time. But if you watch my resume video, the reason why I still was struggling because I just wasn't selling myself the best. It, I just wasn't. So I, I did that role and, I, you know, I was pretty much mastered it pretty fast because it was very little, you know, nothing to the role. And while I was at the role, I was like, man, how am I going to maximize my time? Like, I, so, like I said, kids don't try to sit home. I, like I said, I used to invite people to the knock on the weekends. Uh, I used to go to the mall because we had pager duty. Um, and then on the weekends, I was like, man, shoot, hey, if you ain't doing nothing, you know, hey, come come kick it with me at work. Um, I mean, we had cameras in there, but I mean, it really matters. I just have to come let them in. Uh, it helped my day go by faster, too. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, hey, I'm not supposed to do that, but. Don't do that right now. If you if you had a knock, don't do that. There, that was what I was doing. I'm not perfect, but I said, "Hmm, what I'm going to do?" So, shout out to my guy Bernard Francis. He was already at the University of Dallas, and uh, I said, "Hey, I'm going to apply to grad school." Um, and I applied to grad school, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, University of Dallas is a uh, a very good uh, school, especially when it comes to getting a master's and anything like whether cybersecurity. My my master was in. Uh, technology management. But I didn't have to take a GMAT or a GRE. They just went off my work experience. And I got in, which was dope. Um, now, granted, I will tell you for master's, master's costs more than bachelor's most of the time. So if possible, try to get your job to pay for it. Uh, for me, I wasn't able to do this because I went there long enough. And some jobs have stipulations on this to where, hey, if they pay for this, they want you to stay at the company X amount of years. So just proceed with caution. Uh, but I, I did that and, um, I ended up getting in, I didn't start till 2017 when it came to school. Um, I think I had my orientation, you know, late that year, but moving along around that time, I still was applying, I still was applying. And like I said, I'm a, 
beat it over your head. No job strategy. But however, I knew I was going to do whatever it took to get that role. So I think I applied for a role at Intel. And you know, when you apply to roles on a career site, they say, hey, do you want to be notified of like job openings or stuff that fits your skill set? And I, I hit the box. So I just happened to be checking my email at this time. And I want to see if I can find that. Hang on. Well, you probably can't see it. But anyway, because the camera's focused on me. But this was in December. So um, brief timeline, I started a job at the knock of June of 2016. So this was December of 2016. And this is the first time going to a job for anything like that. So uh, I want to get spiffy. Uh, prior to this time, since June, I had went home every month to go get a haircut. Shout out my dog, uh, Julio's Chop Shop, a.k.a. my dog, Don Corey. Been cutting my hair for years. He's who be really be having me looking right when it comes to some of the podcast episodes. Uh, I don't got a haircut right now. If y'all dudes know it's a trend, y'all know it's a trend. When I ain't got a haircut, I got a hat on. <laughs> uh, so I got to I gotta go get a fresh cut pretty soon. But uh, at this time, I didn't go home, decided to let somebody out here cut my hair. And um, dude I hoot with told me about this barber. I'm not going to say what I want to say on this video. But I should have known when I went to this barber that he was, was going to mess me up. And I, and that's only because I knew he didn't cut a lot of people that had hair like me. And he messed me over. And also, man, the next time I went to the uh, gym, I hit up old boy and said, hey, man, what, man, why you put me on that barber, dude? You know, push me back and, and all that. He was like, man, he messed me up, too. That wasn't my real barber. I'm like, bruh. But anyways, that uh, I went to the event. But before I went to the event at work, we had our own event. And at, at my job, I was already dressed up. And I said, well, I had somewhere to be. I dipped out. And right here, right now, what I tell you is if you're still struggling in your career journey, you need to ask yourself, am I doing everything I need to do or everything I can to get the outcome that I want? And if that answer is no, that means you need to get on it. See, I lack strategy and the finesse on how to do this, but what I did know I had was the determination to get to my end goal. And because that took me a while, it is what led me to get to where I am now and why I appreciate so much. So I go there, hand my resume to uh, Eric, the manager at the time. We talked. He liked my resume. And I want to say a couple of weeks after that, I have a screening interview. So that's sometime in December. So about end of January, I didn't hear anything. So I decided to send a follow-up in either in January or early February. Let's see. I, for whatever reason, I don't have that email. I guess because I'll have to go to my sent. Let me go. Let me hit sent. Anyways, uh, email Eric. And right after that, uh, in February, I got an email from Alex, who was the other the manager at the time. And I'm, I kid you not, y'all, I'm, I'm playing, listen, I'm playing ball at LA Fitness. We in between games and I go to my, my phone, I check my phone. So he says, hey, uh, when can you uh, stop by? When could you come by, you know, the building, you know, to talk to me? I said, I can come today because at this time it was my days off. So I used to work uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I was off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. 
So I immediately go home, shower. I, I called my um either I called or text my my girlfriend at the time. It was letting her know, hey, what's going on? Because she knew that I also had been like kind of figuring out what was trying to what was going on with this. And so I did that and I put a suit on. I got I got spiffy. I kid you not, I was only there for like five minutes. And the main question he asked me was like, hey, when can you start? And I said today, and we laughed about it. And, um, you know, if this was a church sermon, I would say, hey, how many of y'all know uh, uh, favor ain't fair? I would say, how many of y'all know favor ain't fair? Because sometimes things in your life, you know, one of my favorite verses, and I'm, I don't go to church like I, I used to, right? Uh, and this is really not the whole verse, but this is the part that sticks out mostly in a verse, you know, uh, is Romans 8.28. And it says, you know, we know all things are going to work out for my good or whatever. And I'm I'm doing that. I'm just doing a loose translation. Like if I want to go KJV on it, I would tell you like what it says. For those, I think at the end of it, it's like, you know, for those who love the Lord or whatever. But, you know, keeping that mindset is like, I know, you know, all things going to work for my good, right? This situation worked for my good. And so now we go on a timetable, right, of... Me moving from Shreveport Bossier pretty much six months before that, almost six, seven months. So I started in June. So like seven months before that saying, hey, this ain't the world I want, but moving here is going to give me an opportunity to get where I want to get. Pretty much this is where my life changed, actually. Like, yeah, when I moved, but when I when I got this role is when it changed. And I'm looking at now, I'm looking at my old offer letter, right? So my first sock analyst offer letter, right? $75,000 pretty much. It was like 74000 but we were rounding up to seventy five. And this offer, like, so I want to say this came, yeah, this came like pretty much right after I, I talked to the manager. And I'm just be honest with you, man. I was, and let me see, I, like I said, man, uh, you only going to get this right now here. Like, I, look, look. Trying to duck out. <laughs> I don't even know if she still works for him now. I'm gonna try to blur some of her out in the video. But what I was just saying is that like that number, I felt like I made it. Like, and I'm saying like, like, like a lot. But and I honestly, I, I come from a blue collar family, humble beginnings. My parents never made that put together. To be honest, so to see. And 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 this is why they always say like life is you know a marathon, not a sprint. To see the hard work I put in, you know, going from 2010 in college to now, what seven years later, come to fruition, you know, it is magical because we live in a instant gratification society. A lot of people don't want to crawl or walk; they want to go straight to running. And and that's not necessarily how it works, especially not in the real world, right? I can't even describe like how I how I felt at that time. Um I, I felt I just I just really felt like I, I felt very good about myself. Um uh, it changed me. I uh I was just able I was able to do more and like I said, your morale, the mood gets better. Um I had a, a my own about this time, like you guys found out like last episode, I was telling you like hey, stay my but by this time I had already moved out and, and got in my own spot. Um, which I was, you know, I was good, but this made me even better. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. 
in the time frame from June to pretty much February, I got an offer letter to increase my uh, salary by $25,000. Probably twenty six because my offer letter from uh, income was like 48000 So you just imagine that, right? So a lot of times, you know, you're complaining, ah, oh, man, it's, it's too hard. It ain't happening for me. It ain't happening for me. Trust me, I know. That's the whole reason why I wrote the book. And um, if you haven't, guys, right now, my my ebook right now is on sale for like five bucks. Use code Textual Chatter at checkout to get my ebook for five bucks. It'll really help you uh, get the spark you need to break into cybersecurity. But trust me, I know how that feels. So I was just ecstatic for joy. Uh, I told the people back at work when I put in my two weeks, and they were happy for me. So that was cool. It, it's always good. When a company you're working at is happy for your career ascension, all companies don't like that. They want you to stay where you're at. Um, but they knew that I, my heart was really set on security. I had told my manager plenty of times on one-on-ones, like, hey, I want to do security stuff. I want to do cybersecurity. I, I got this certification. I've been learning this, all this other stuff. This is what I want to do. And what I, I, like I said, I like to be real transparent. Um, coming, so coming off of that time, right, it was, it was Coming, this was like a lot of stuff going on. Like right before I moved to Shreveport Bossier, um, my grandfather uh, got extremely sick, and he had pretty much stayed sick from then until honestly, I started that new job in 2017, March 2017. I think by July, June or July. Um, he in 2017, the next year, he was you know, he had transition, but even before that, um, in September of 2016, I ended up losing my grandmother. So, um, coming off that, it was like you know, got accepted to school, and then stuff was happening, so it was just a lot going on, like personally, especially immediate family wise. Um, for me that, you know, that, that made this feel good. That made this feel right. That made it feel like, I'm going to tell you, man, this is, I, I talk about stuff that people don't normally talk about on YouTube. And especially me being a black man, when you go to school, a lot of people, when you come back, they won't say it, but how they feel is like, oh man, oh man, he, he think he better than us because he went to school. I'll look at him. He ain't making that much money. And he went to school, wasted all that time in school, not making no money. That's how some people think. Because they think you feel you're better than everybody. But it, truth be told, it's not. Like Most of us only went to school because they said, hey, we need to to get the job we want. And some people don't understand that. Or they, or, and then and this is what you find out through, through life. Like I'm 30 now. When I first went out to school, I was 18. A lot of times people put their projections out on you instead of because they're mad. They didn't do what they want to do in their life. So they want to project how they feel onto you. Don't worry about them, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Because, like I said, the best thing you do is prove people wrong. That's 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 my motto. Okay, whatever. You want to talk? Watch this. Oh, I can't do this? Okay. It don't matter where you came from. It's about where you go. As cliche as it is, that's that's what it means. And, like, we're in the time right now, like, if, if you're trying to get into tech, you have way more things at your disposal than I had. You know, you don't even have to buy equipment anymore. You can do everything virtually in the cloud. Just got to study and, and study every day and learn about it, right? And and that's what I just want to tell you about is um, 
how, how that felt for me. This is this was probably like a more laid, not laid back, but more of a story time type of episode. Like it kind of seems like I'm probably redoing an episode, but this was just uh I don't know. I'll I'll say right now, like you're still listening right now, if you made it this far in the video, um, if you've experienced this in your career, leave a comment about it. And how did you feel when you made that breakthrough? Like I said, I talked in the last episode about like when people make about seventy thousand dollars, like you know, everything starts to change. That seventy four thousand, the that the paycheck, the difference in the paycheck that I was getting, I think I became more pleasant, I, I, less angry, less always worried about the price of something because I, I was able to. And no, I wasn't rich, but like I said, I did feel like I made it. I was like, man, I'm, I'm twenty five thousand away from a hundred, you know. I had a goal that I had I manifested like before I turned 30, but I think I started this goal in when I was in college. I'll say, hey, I want to make, you know, 100K by the time I'm 30. And that was me thinking, you know, small. But if you're coming from people that's making $20 an hour, $15 an hour, you don't know what your limits are. That's why I was happy when I moved. See, moving let me see a whole different light. Like, uh, okay, so for those who are not familiar with Shreveport, um, Shreveport has some very good areas, but then mostly like like uh, bad areas too um, when you go, come to hoods and stuff like that. And then you go to Bolger, where Bolger is pretty much typically way better than Shreveport when it comes to what people make and the houses people stay in and a school system, you know, all that, right? So when I moved to to Little Elm, it was like I was in Bossier all the time. Like I was like, man, I ain't seen the hood yet. Now I know what the hood is out here. You got to go like Oak Cliff or nice places in Fort Worth, but outside of that, I hadn't I didn't see no hood. You know, when I'm moving with my auntie, everybody house nice. I, I grew up in a like I'm telling people right now, I grew up in a mobile home. So and mobile homes are actually nice on the inside, but you know the outside, it's like. Their appreciation isn't like a house. Seeing her and I, my environment every day inspired me, you know, to do better. And that's why it's important. If you can, if you have kids, you don't have kids, try to do as best as you can for them because it's going to help them in life, not, you know, live a life of lack, um, expecting more. That's what it's all about. That's why I'm all about, hey, I got this knowledge now. How do I help my loved ones? How do I help my, my, my siblings? How do I help my, my my baby girls? How do I help them start off better than me and do better than me in life? That's that's truly what I what I think about and that's what I care about. So um that's what it's about. Uh I don't wanna I don't wanna talk your ear off with this one. Uh, I really can't. You know I can go. You know I can go. Uh I just wanna say uh shout out to everybody that's been tuning in to the podcast. I appreciate you guys, man. Um Shout out to the Patreon people again. Like I said, if you want to join, shout out to everybody that's purchased my ebook. I I appreciate everybody. When I started this thing, I started this channel like two years ago, right? Well, if you're listening on the podcast, the podcast came after the channel. Um, so it it went like this: it went channel. I had been helping people already in their career, so the actual business and then the podcast. I didn't know what was gonna come from this, right? But I knew I wanted to give a safe space where we can have conversations about. Your job, people's job searches, their career, what they do in a career, what something is about, what you can learn, what you can expect, all these different things that weren't really given to me at college. I wasn't able to find this info freely. 
And so freely people can get this information. And I'm just, I'm just happy that I'm still here. I'm happy that you guys are supporting me. Uh, it goes a long way. I'm, I'm really working on really improving the quality, really just trying to do better in everything that I do in my life for this podcast, for the sake of everyone, my clients, you name it. Um, so I really appreciate all that. I really do. I never, like I said, I didn't know what was going to happen with this. And now I see like, I have big dreams for this podcast. Like I, I envision right now, and this is episode what 52. I envision having a, whether it's a hundred people, a 10 people, a live show of this thing where you you're watching me live you know, in person, in the audience. I, 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 you know, I envision that, um, Joe Budden style, like, you know, like I said, I, I'm kind of different too. I, I don't look at, you know, my peers, they're not competition. Like I'm not in a sense, like I'm better than them. I want us all to eat. I just look towards the other people doing these things and what can I take away from them to make, you know, my podcast better. And, and that's what I do. And I hope you guys have been watching this and, and seeing how much more comfortable I am talking, um, getting better with the audio. Like I said, the thing I recorded on was have some sync issues, but hopefully that's fixed. So now I can just export this, fix it, put it back, and everything should be good as new. But I really appreciate everybody. Um, if you tuned in this long, I appreciate y'all. Like I always say, man, let's stay textual. It's your boy HD, and I'm out.